just want to thank everyone out there who's showed their support towards the podcast. It's been absolutely amazing. And if you've got any mates out there who've uh, got a few proper true yarns and uh, or someone who you know who's a mad dog who might want to come on and spin a few to us, uh, send it through. And uh, if you do one favour for me that would be absolutely incredible, click on the proper true yarn podcast, go to your settings of that and uh, hit auto download because we all know how uh, terrible the phone service in Australia is and I hate the old episode be cut short due to um, terrible phone service. So if you get that auto downloaded, um, we'll be all good to go and there'll be no interruptions. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Did that really fucking happen? This ripper bloke called Knuckles, some call him the big knuck, spinning stories tall and true that'll make you say, holy fuck, the cities to the outback on the highway or the farm, crack a cold one with Knuckles and tell us a proper true yarn. G'day and welcome to the proper true yarn podcast. My name's Knuckles and uh, we are the podcast that extracts the best yarns out of the best people around the world and... um. Good friend of ours, he's here in the studio tonight, uh, Dan Beasley. How are you, bros? Very good, thank you. Thanks Very for good, having me. Mate, mate, thanks for coming on. And, um, yeah, our good friend Quentin, uh, you're currently working for him. And I hear that you've just come back from Spain with a, a few uh, run-of-the-bull yarns that should be told and uh, the whole world should hear. So, uh, Dan, tell us a proper true yarn. Yeah, just got back from uh, Europe, did probably two months over there. Uh, highlight definitely being running with the bulls. Uh, growing up in Australia, obviously see on the news uh, a bit of carnage and <laughs> and some crazy shit going on over that side of the world. I'm allowed to swear. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, you can say piss, fuck, cunt, whatever you want, brother. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, so just did a bit of a tour. Um, went with my cousin. It was a bit of a late call up. I was uh, just finished a three-year trip around Australia. And yep. he goes, uh, what are you doing? You got a job? And I said, no. So he goes, oh, I'm going to Europe. Do you want to come? Nothing better to do, so off we went. Shout out my shit cousins because not one of them fuckers would ever <laughs> give me that opportunity or even that invitation, so fuck you all, my cousins. Second, third, fourth and to seventh, you wankers. But anyway, <laughs> you're lucky, Dan, you got a good cousin there. Honestly, this this cousin's fucking one of a kind. He uh, flew me over business class and I, um, I I got, I, there's a fucking yarn. This trip is a proper yarn, like... Absolutely spontaneous. I'm in the business of riding coattails and I did it to the, the top class. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they got a spontaneous call up. I uh, just split up from me missus at the time and he was like, fuck, I'm going to Europe. You want to come? And I was like, fuck, why not? So off we went. He goes, I'll pay for your flights. You just bring your spending money and we'll um, we'll go run amok over there. And anyway, off we went. It was booked me normal flights and he said, oh, if you want 400 bucks, give us 400 bucks and I'll upgrade you to uh, business class. And um, I was like, fuck, I haven't worked for fucking two and a half years. I've literally been traveling around Australia. I'll, I'll jam the uh, the extra and I'll just go cattle class. And anyway, he did it, called him back about 20 minutes later and said, mate, you know, it's probably going to be a once in a lifetime. I want to fly off business. Can you get me? He goes, you're fucked. But he'd already bought me the uh, yeah, business he was class. In- he's, a, he's a good fella. Yeah. Very good fella. Cheer that to you, Hunter. Um, that was an absolute unreal trip, mate. But going that far, you want to go business, bro. He's fucked me though. Like oh, once once you go business, you can't go back to cattle class. Oh, um, no. And it, it gets better. Like the, the yeah. trip does get better in that, that regard um, with the yarns. But um, flew Qatar, which is like best airline in the world, first class. There's a stand-up cocktail bar on the plane. We're, we're drinking with the bloody designers from Zara and like people and big 
big wigs from around the world. It's pretty pretty interesting. So is that, yeah. is that People magazine that you know the old People and Picture magazine we seen back in the day when we were kids or not? Different people. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. <laughs> There's a different angle, but yeah, no, <laughs> definitely could have been. I um, I wasn't in the know, but okay, yeah, Sweet. we run. With but that. you're there. We're there. We're there. We um, we had a good time. Got over there. My cousin, yeah, hooked us up along the way. We went to some pretty incredible spots. Uh, we stopped in Thailand. It was a short stopover. Did a week there. That was like the hangover minus the the blow on the hookers, but um, <laughs> everything else was fucking wild. What part of Thailand, mate? Uh, went into Phuket. Uh, we did a week there, and then went across to Koh Samui. Yeah. Um, yeah. Literally supermaning scooters around the islands, and yeah, running absolute muck. Um, at one stage there, we went to Muay Thai fight, and they wanted to get two of the boys in our group to to fight after all the fighters had been through. Anyway, they said they went and saw the, the bosses and said, "Oh, can you get the boys in for a for a blue?" And he said, "Nah." He goes, "But you can fight one of our fighters." So they paid thousand US to get one of their fighters to fight one of our boys, and none of them wanted to get in the ring. And um, I was three parts cut, yeah. And uh, up the back, two hundred yards with some other fella, and he goes, "Oh, Dan, you you have a go, are you?" Fuck, righto. Anyway, gave him the nod, walked down, and uh, got in the ring. Terrible idea. I was fucking out cold within, <laughs> I don't know, oh. a minute and a half into the fight. Mate, I'm fucking feeling it. <laughs> I told, I don't know, you, you don't listen to many podcasts, Dan, but I uh, told a similar yarn, mate, when I was in Thailand and uh, with uh, actually Brozzy, he's an uh, old man and uh, we're three parts pissed and um, they put me in the ring with what I thought was a 14-year-old boy. <laughs> Anyway, so doing a bit of uh, boxing, a bit of Muay Thai, a bit of uh, Zendikai karate, thought I could fight and, uh, yeah, and Brian's dad yells out, uh, he's got the big 16-inch gloves and they're all bars all around the fucking ring. Brian's dad yells out, fucking hit the cunt. <laughs> so I've ducked, dive, weaved and I've gone fucking busker and I've drove him and this, well... He looked like a kid, but I can only presume he wasn't a kid. He's startled back and I, I thought it killed him because his eyes are rolling. Next thing, his rolls, eyes roll back into his head and he punches the living fuck out of me. <laughs> mate, I'm, I'm ducking, he's diving, he's weaving, he's, mate, he's literally up, down and I'm going, throw in the fucking towel, throw in the fucking towel. Mate, he punched the living piss out of me, mate. So I understand you. I'm feeling you. It wasn't in Phuket, it was in uh, Pattaya, but I understand. These Muay Thai kids, they've got, a, they've got a few tricks in their bag. Mate, fucking unbelievable, <laughs> bro. Imagine uh, growing up as a three-year-old in Australia, then being trained to box. You know, so that's as a male kid in Thailand, like you are trained Muay Thai. From fucking the early age. That's why them lady boys can punch like fuck because <laughs> they're like, mate, they're boys that can fucking, they, they've had the training. You know, they might have had the snip, but they can fucking fight. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. anyway, so back to. They uh, look like the, birds, but they sting like bees. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we skipped forward a bit. We ran around all around Europe, uh, went over to uh, England, caught up with uh, Reese Martin, good mate of mine. Yep. Um, he's playing over there at Leeds and then. We jumped, jumped orders, jumped on planes and went in all different directions. My cousin would get a phone call from a friend and they were in some part of the world and they'd just say, I'll come over for a look. So we'd get on the next flight and off we went. So it was one hell of a trip. And then, yeah, we went to Spain. I had 
nothing planned. I just went off the whim and just went with my cousin, whatever, and he had, had the, the time and the money to be able to just go with it. Um, the only thing I did book in was the running with the Bulls because I was going to be there in Europe at the same time. So can you explain, Matt, how, Dan, running the Bulls works for booking that in? Uh, do, do you just turn up or? Yeah, so yeah, the big thing is booking your accommodation. Okay. Because um, the town's, I don't know, it must be 200,000 people in the town at a normal time. Okay. Um, but over the space of that one week, there's yep. 1.7 million people come through this town. Holy so you fuck. So oh, absolutely fucking nuts. And it, it's the biggest thing I've ever been a part of in my life. And I didn't realise, and people ask me, like, oh, how big was it? It was like, it was going off. Um, when I said to him, I was like, oh, oh maybe, maybe like, I don't know, 50,000 a day or something like that. And then we checked the numbers and it was 1.7 million over the space of a week. Like you just don't get perspective because you can't go everywhere and see how full it is. But um, you're in the, the middle of it, like these, they're little cobblestone streets. It's been going for 500 years. I think the only year that it hasn't been running for was the COVID year. Um, so it's, it's a lot of yeah, fucking COVID. one bad fucks the world. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh. Mate, that's fuck, that that's incredible, mate. Five hundred oh. years of running the bulls. Mate. Yeah, you think about how much carnage is going on in that space. Of time. <laughs> 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 and um, yeah, no, the the bulls are bred for specifically that. The horns are quite impressive, yeah. um, and they're they're made for damage. But um, interesting, like we went along for a bit of a. Bit of a walk. I went, caught up with a couple of friends from Cairns that I grew up with and met them there. I was already going. I just booked it myself because no one else was going to be there and just lined up that they were moving to live in Spain at the same time. So I said, do you want to come along? Yep. Booked it in and uh, caught up with him. But um, Rex and Shani is their names, by the way. Shout out to them. Uh, Rex's mum is Colombian, so he speaks Spanish. Oh. Going to a place like that, if you don't speak Spanish, you're fucked. You've absolutely got no way to get around. You can't. Go hamburger and they, uh, they've got no idea what you're, what you're chasing. Yeah. Uh, big sausage and that's about it. Um, <laughs> what are they, chorizo over there? Chorizo, that's yeah. the That's the local sausage. But, yeah, so luckily we went over with him and he kind of talked us through. They don't even speak Spanish, to be completely honest. That area there is Basque country, which is not even close to Spanish. So yeah, anyway, right. they were good. They um, got a mate, showed us around and, and translated for us. But, yeah, hectic. It's seven days. 1.7 million, it's like realise where's Wally. Everyone's in red and white and you know, try to find your mate if you get lost here. Good luck. You're fucked. You're fucked. Um, and everyone's just drinking sangria and calamucho um, on the streets. It's it's a party for 24 hours a day the entire time. There is no stop. The only thing that stops is the race. Yeah, right. So it, within that seven days, when's the race? Uh, no, so there's a run every morning. So oh, okay. Yeah, eight, right I think it's 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. every morning. It, to start it off, talk you through a day. Like they have an open ceremony and then at like 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock in the morning, every morning for the seven days, they run the bulls through and then over night time they have the bullfight. Yep. It's traditionally been run that way for however long. For um, 500 years. 500 years. Yep. Um, but the origin of it was the butcher was in the middle of town and the grazies had to bring the cattle up these same streets. And that's yeah. why they've done it. They've um, they had to bring the cattle up to the centre of town for the butchers to butcher the the animals. And then it started that they sent the apprentice butchers down to help coax the the bulls forward. And then it became the running of the bulls. And that's the the origin of yeah. Wow. Of that. Um, so I've read um, when I was out there, but um, yep. we'll run with that. Hundred percent. Fucking um, hell. Yeah. So we got 
got a bit of the the origin. Obviously, mate, speaking Spanish, we get met a couple of locals that have been there their entire life, and this is their culture. Um, so got got all those yarns, and that was pretty good. And then yeah, so your morning starts. Oh, if it's an eight o'clock start, you want to be there at like seven six thirty on the track because yep. there's as I said. Hundreds of the tens thousands of thousands of people. people. Yep. You can't get a look at the side. Like you've got to be there. And everyone's partying from the night before. So it's like there's sessions. Everyone's on the piss the night before and then wait till the race. And then once the race is over, they fuck off and go for a sleep. And then the people that have had a sleep the night before will rock up for the race and then kick on for the day. And then it's just like this rotation. And there's just everywhere you look, but every street, there's marching bands, there's every it's just it's the biggest thing I've ever been a part of. It's crazy. And what what day did you run with the Bulls or you ran with all every day? I was there for, for three days. Um, I ran – I tried to run three days. I ran the first day. I missed the second day. I got – I'll get to that point. If yep. you've got to be on a certain part of the track, didn't know. Obviously don't speak Spanish. Couldn't yep. get the information. Um, okay. And yep. got kicked off the track. The cops came and kicked us out. Yeah, okay. Um, and then the third day I ran all the way into the stadium. Um, so it's like right. – 800 and something metres long. From start to finish. Start to finish. Yep. You can't keep match the pace of the bulls and if you fall off then you, you're done. Like you won't make it to the arena. Yep. The arena's got some carnage in there so they let like a whole heap of heifers out there with like caps on the end yeah. and everyone like the Spanish are going like do flips over the top of them and like it's crazy. But um, yeah, first day rocked up. We got there an hour early. Like I read a little bit online, said just get there early. Tried to get on the track and it was just blocked. There was just hundreds of thousands of people just trying to watch. And the first day they had the opening ceremony and everything else. Couldn't get on. And then we just met these Spaniards that were trying to get on as well and they were stressing. Like it's it's a big deal to try to get on the track. And like you can see the frantic nature on it and like there's – oh, you can't see the track because there's just that many people, a wall of people back. And um, my mate um, translated. They were trying to get on the track and so I just followed them. He stayed. He wasn't going to run. Um, but I just followed these guys through the crowd and ended up and like they were they were going and they just gave me a nod and followed them, popped up on the start line. Read later, if you're a novice, do not go to the start line because that's the <laughs> hectic part of the fucking yeah, track. Right. There's like two parts, the the start where it's like really narrow and there's a tight corner and they're going fastest and then there's Dead Man's Corner where the bulls, they kind of run through as a group but when they hit Dead Man's Corner, there's a tight corner, they lose each other and then when they lose each other, they don't know where to run and they start goring people. Yeah, so they're like wow. the, they're the two things. So ended up at the start line, followed these Spaniards through. Thank fuck, we got got on. Uh, that was the first day. Turned out to be the start. Met this big fat Spaniard that must run every year, but he spoke decent English and told us a little bit about it and got the full experience. So because I got ran into the stadium on the third day and got the starting. Um, so there's probably about 150 meters between the where they hold the bulls. And the start line um, yep. to get a bit of speed up, so they do a bit of damage when they when they hit the crowd, and then they pray to a, a saint. And there's like a little hole in the wall. They have a saint there, some candles, and pray to it. So from a bloke that's never been, or I've only seen random clips of people getting fucked up. Mm. So they just go and blow a whistle, or, or at, how's the start? So yeah, get, and, yeah. and, and you're you're a fit bloke. You got 850 meters to run. You just go fucking busker and just take the fuck off and keep going, or like this is yeah yeah, yeah they're, they're the fuck. They're, Ex- explain yeah, to me, yeah, Dan, yeah. Now, from from a bloke that's never been to Europe, so or, or anyone <laughs> anyone listening as well. That, yeah, anyone that hasn't been there, anyone's got the ability to get there, do it. It's the best thing you'll ever do in your life. It's 
I'm every time I think back and go back to it, I get like heebie-jeebies and get excited. Like it yeah. is one of the biggest things I've done in my life and I couldn't speak highly enough. Even if you're not going to run, yeah. party for seven days and just experiencing it, it is unreal. So I jumped on the line, saw them pray to this, this saint. They prayed three times to the saint and then a group at the start. So there's like a group and like it's packed. Like you look up these cobblestone streets, it's about three, four, four, probably four metres wide at that first bit. There was another American guy that I met there because I'm running by myself at this stage, spoke to him and he goes, what's your game plan? He goes, I'm going to go left. I'm like, I'm going to go right. Um, that fat Spaniard was like, oh, come quickly, quickly come with me. So I followed this fat Spaniard and then I looked up and I realised I'm at the start line, like on the start line, there's one bloke between me and the bulls. I'm looking at the gate, a rocket goes up in the sky, bang, the gate's open and then all of a sudden all these bulls come out and they're just screaming. And then everyone at the start line starts running towards the bulls. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, what are we, I guess this is it. This is what we do. We're running at the bulls. So I was there, jumped in, ran at the bulls, and then when they're probably about, I don't know, 40 metres from you, they're running at you, you're running at them, and then you turn around and just try to get away. So you just take <laughs> off, you're like a bride's nighty, you're yeah, bloody right. taken off. And as I said, I'm going right, and that, that American guy's going left. I've gone right. I've realised obviously gravity takes its toll when they're going around. Bulls pull to the outside of the corner. I've yeah. gone to the outside of the corner. Terrible idea on a little Shit. cobblestone. No, there's sheer, sheer bloody um, walls on either side, so there's no escape. Like, you're, if you're in yeah, the road, you're, you're, in. you're done. You're in. Jumped in. I'm sprinting as hard as I can. I'm in front of the horns. I'm watching, looking yeah. over my shoulder. And it's not like you're a fat fella. Like, you're a fucking fit bloke. I wouldn't say I'm the fastest bloke, but I've got a bit, a yeah, bit of toe about yeah, me. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I mean. Like, it's not like you're fucking, you do the 125 seconds, bro. Like, you know, you're a fit fella. Yeah. Played a bit of footy. You know, like you, mm. you're, you're a bloke that's not fucking struggling to uh, be there. No, yeah, no, but, no. You know, you haven't jumped 10 metres. No, like everyone's lost, doing. And lost oh. puff. Like, <laughs> you've, you've run forward, holy fuck, they come to us, now we're going the other way. Like, mate, yeah, oh, exactly. I'm proper going. I'm proper going. And it's yeah. like adrenaline's <laughs> kicking you're seeing stars, like that that much adrenaline, like it, it's over like that. And yep. I was running with them probably 30 metres in front of the horns. Um, yep. That's the the holy grail is like the show of bravery. One, to run at the bulls at the start line, but then to stay in front of the horns and be right in front of the bulls before jumping out of the road. And like watching the videos back, people are getting in front of them for a metre and then just diving at the cobblestone just to get out of the road of them and like – I didn't know what to expect, so I've just gone ham and ran as hard as I can. <laughs> yeah. And um, you see, like, I went back and watched the race and watched myself on the video and, like, you can see I'm right at the front. I got some um, – the professional photographers found myself on those yeah, as well because nice. you know where you are. It's literally like where's Wally, like, yeah, there's all red and white everywhere and you just see the bulls. But um, I've gone to the right side and the bulls have turned out and I've looked over my shoulder and you're running because while you're running, people falling over in front of you, so you've got to – jump over those people, there's a bit of hurdles, but then you've also got the horns behind you, so you're looking over your shoulder, look <laughs> over and no one's gone to the right. Me and one other fella, old polka dots behind me, he's got <laughs> 10 metres behind me and um, at the start the bulls all hang in like a group, they stayed real tight together okay. and obviously pulled to the outside of the turn. One of these black bulls has come off the group and is now in the little running lane. There's like maybe a metre between the, the main group and the wall and this bull's taking up this space. I'm in this space. Yeah, right. Um, 
so I'm starting to like peak a little bit. Like I'm already peaking. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's uh, there's some sharp horns coming my way real quick. Looked over my shoulder. Oh, polka dots is there, and this black bull has just taken a swipe at him. He just dove straight at the ground. The horns are gone over his back and just missed him. It's ten meters between me and him, and um, this black bull. I'm like, fuck, what do I do? Like I've got no other option. Like it's coming yeah. and it's going to be having a go at me here. Yeah. So I like pulled away from the wall a little bit just to give it like a bit of like come get me and then at the last minute dove at the corner and like just tucked in the wall and he has a big swipe as he goes past and off he goes. But um, Holy yeah. fuck. How far would his horn been off your bass? Oh, inches. It, like, it, uh, was, it was fucking tight. Yeah, no, it, yeah, was, wow. it was like I was sweating bullets. Fucking um, hell. Kudos to you pull that off, man. That's big kahunas, brother. Like, holy fuck. You know, like you've literally like chicken, 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 bleh, and you've fucking, like you've sucker punched him because he's gone fucking left and you've gone right back. You oh. know what I mean? That's fucking crazy, bro. Mate, I would have paid the NRL if I had a step like that in the hundred percent. It was that good. Yeah, wow. Um, but it was close and I was sweating bullets and got to the end, you fucking ride that, you go and get the sangrias and then it's, it's a party for the next so, so, same thing, mate. The bloke that's never been there, a lot of people have never been there. So, you've just been sideswiped by this black bull, and he's <laughs> now in front of you. Yep. So, what happens from that point, mate? Do you, do you still keep jogging, or or how how does it work, mate? Like, I was trying to like normally you just pull off the side, but I'm like, okay. I got told from some mates that had done it before, and they said you got to get through to the stadium. Okay. The stadium is where like a lot of fun happens. The Holy Grail, yep. The Holy Grail. So I'm just like all toe holding up the back of these bulls, but they're going too far, so you can't keep up with them. And then they've got this chaperones, these guys yeah. in greens with these whips that yeah. just keep them, like, moving. Is it a whip or is it a massive fucking stick paddle thing? Yeah, 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 big stick, yeah. Yeah, yep. Um, and if you keep trying to run, they start hitting you. Like, once yeah. the bulls are gone, they start hitting you. So I turned around. I, I balked to them more than I balked to the bulls because I had a few friends that had been belted by them and uh, gave me the hot tip. So yes, I um, away from- called that one. So yeah. I lost the bulls, didn't get to the stadium. Yep. Um, and then the next day, like, I'm like, I've got to get there. Yep. So I position myself kind of in a position that's close enough to the stadium that I'm like, I can keep with the bulls for this distance and get uh, into the stadium. So you're not back at the start line not now. Not at the start yet. line. I've like kind of got a good bit of a game plan. I've got it okay. up like an extra hour early. So I'm there like, I don't know, two and a half hours before the thing, which is a crazy experience in itself because the streets are half a metre high with bloody plastic cups and like crazy. So you see them come through the street yeah. sweepers. Like you couldn't believe in two hours' time they're running bulls on these streets. Yeah, right. Because uh, people have been pardoned for the last and, and, three hours. And how many bulls do you reckon were in total? Just just roughly in so that they, whole fucking. So there's ten in the first bunch, and then I think they let six go afterwards, or roughly about that. They let some steers go later on, which aren't as aggressive, and they just kind of meander on up. Yeah. And it's if one of the bulls has kind of lost its group and it's just goring people, they send a second <laughs> bunch up just to kind of get his <laughs> mates. Just, and, just, come on, that. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, <laughs> stop, stop killing cunts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so got kicked off the second day, was too far forward. Yeah. Anyone that goes over there and wants to have a run, make sure you're out the front of the cathedral section in the courtyard. If you're any further forward and back towards the um, the stadium, um, you're going to get kicked off by the coppers. You're That's the hot tip. Uh, hot tip. Broke my heart. Broke you've, heard, heart. you've heard it here first <laughs> on the Property Yarn podcast. If you want to make the stadium at the run of the balls, you know exactly where to be, at the cathedral. At the cathedral or back towards the start line. Um, so there's about 2,000 people run each day. Everyone's lined up on the street and then they just clear them out because um, it, 
it's too thick. Like everyone's shoulder to shoulder in like sardines. Yeah. Um, but they clear it out so you can run and then just after they've prayed maybe like a couple of minutes before the race, then they once they've cleared the track, they let everyone spread out and kind of get to the part of the track you want to be on. So I did that and like I had a bit of PTSD because I missed the second day and I was like, I want to get through the stadium. I've got one more day left here. Yeah. It was fucking so expensive to pay for um, accommodation in the town just because it's so and, much. And how much was accommodation in the town, man? Just I booked an Airbnb for a single room and I think I paid 300 and something Australian a night um, for a single bed in a shared <laughs> donga shitty place. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, like you, I think a hotel room was like 2,000 bucks. Yeah, um, right. And, I, and it's not a flash hotel. Yeah, You're not yeah, getting yeah, five stars. Yeah, this is just yeah. like a, a hotel room. Hilton, yeah, talking about a fucking, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it was expensive. Um, but I also probably... If you're going to book, if you're going to go, book in advance. Like you know what the dates are going to be for next year. I'd be jumping on as soon as possible so you get the decent accommodation for a cheap price because they just jack it up for that week. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, got kicked off, got a bit of PTSD. The coppers were coming down and like as the coppers, I seen them like shafting people off and I didn't know exactly where the line was to be the cutoff point. Yeah. I just kept like pushing back and just pushing people in front of me just – yeah, freaking <laughs> yeah. out. I was like, I have to run today. Yeah. Um, got on there. They did the praying. Now we spread out over the track and I went, kind of calculated and I went, I probably could run for about 300 metres at that pace if they slow down a little bit. Like, because obviously the f- it's all uphill um, yeah. and they're going to slow down a bit. And I was like, I can stick with the back of the pack into the stadium from about 300 metres away. I was hopeful anyway. Um, but I still want to be with them. Yeah. This was the pinnacle of my sporting career. Like I played rugby league for since I was, I don't know, 10 years old through to 27. I had a red-hot crack. Like I'd trained pretty hard. I'd, most clubs I went to, I held the, the fitness records. And like I would say that I was a relatively fit fella. I, this was the pinnacle of my sporting career. This, like everything was leading to this moment. I, I ran with the Bulls for the 300-plus metres into the stadium um, I was on the horns for a bit and then it split up and they were in a single fly by this stage. So I was on the horns, I jumped out, I jumped back into the next lot and then I jumped out. I ran with my hand on the back of a bull for probably about 30 to 50 metres um, and then chased through with them and I came in to the stadium with some of the bulls. Um, so I was fuck. But while you're running, there's literally people falling over in front of you on the cobblestone and so you're, you're hurtling over them. It was like... It's like a multi-sport. It's like yeah, going like yeah. a duathlon or like yeah. a steeplechase, um, yeah, except well, there's yeah. some dire consequences. Anyway, I got into the stadium. They closed the gates. Um, there's a couple hundred people in there. And then they start – all the bulls are out and they start letting in these heifers one at a time. And um, there's oh, a gate that they let them in and my mate tipped me off and goes, you've got to lay down. Like the, the sign of courage is to lay down at the gate and the heifers come in and they jump over your back and then into the stadium and then they start fucking people up. Yeah. Man. Anyway, I watched the first one and I was like, oh, I ran in with, I met some Aussies that day. I, my friends that I was there with, they had gone back to Spain, oh, not Sp- uh, Barcelona. Um, and so I just, while I was on the track, I'd met some Aussies and I was like, oh, I'll run with you boys. We'll go together, yeah. meet in the meet in the, uh, the arena. And I met one of them. And the other one didn't find. I sent him messages like, you're all right. You're still like, where are you? You're alive, cunt. You're alive, cunt. Anyway, we rock up and watch the first one. This heft comes in. It comes flying out and then balks right at the line of people, like laying on top of each other. And then jumps, stands on them and then jumps into the arena and then start fucking people up. 
and it's in there for like five minutes just flipping people and people doing flips over it and a bit of fun. Anyway, it comes in and I'm like, oh, I've got to do this. I've been told like this is this is what you got to do. So I lay down, get this heifer. She jumps over me back, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, yeah, like you're in there and people are like it, the sign of courage is getting as close as you can to these heifers because they've got the caps on their horns. They're not going to gore you, yeah. but they're going to flip you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people yeah. are literally doing cartwheels through the air <laughs> and like I've got some good videos. You're not supposed to film. If you go, don't film, but um, the videos are pretty wild. Yeah, a few films. <laughs> films will be released with the podcast. <laughs> anyway, got to the end, got through that. That was hectic and there's like a whole stadium of people cheering and yelling. That was a great time. Uh, got to the end, messaged that bloke that I was in. He finally replied like, I don't know, six hours later. He goes, yeah, mate, to be completely honest, I'm kind of fucked up. Um, I was laying down at the start and that heifer that came out and balked he was filming, and I've got his video. He was filming it, and it stood on his face because it normally run and then do the big dive over the top, and they don't stand on you. Yeah, this one balked, and then you can see it in the video, and it stands on his face. And he put all his teeth through his bottom lip, and he was like, "That's it, I'm out." And he fucking pissed off. He was like, "I can't stay around." Holy fuck! Yeah, so that was a bit wild, but um, one yeah. hell of experience. One hell of experience, fucking and hell. like it's the there's it's the whole vibe. Like there's the, the bands, the marching bands and everything else and then the sangria on the streets and it's just a, it's, yeah, I can't speak highly enough. It's the craziest thing I've ever done in my life. So cool. 100%. So, uh, Probatory Yarn, if you want to do a fucking amazing thing in your life, run with the fucking balls. 100%. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.